Hey guys, Victor and Ricks here from Stream of Thought, wanting to let you know that we are not only on iTunes anymore. We've expanded onto Spotify and Stitcher. You can also find us on Podbean. Please, if you listen to our podcast, leave us a rating. We would love your feedback. Also, send an email to streamofthoughtpodcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear anything that you have for us. Thanks for listening. Here we are on bright Easter morning for episode number 81 of Stream of Thought. And we're coming at you today with things that are totally unrelated to Easter <laughs> Sunday. As usual. In a timeless sort of way. You know, this is a stressful time for people. You can uh, you can just relax. We we just have some fun talking a little bit about Victor's movie pass yeah. and his experience with that. And uh, we then and transition. The, the minor but major changes I made on my cell phone. Oh, man. Let me just tell you. The, Tiny little adjustment that you make. It's like Victor. With, it's like a butterfly emerging yes, from a cocoon. Yes, exactly. It's yeah. A beautiful thing to behold. Yeah, on this for Easter sure. Sunday. And then what? What do we talk about after the movie pass? Uh, we end up talking a little bit about Star Wars. Oh, Star Wars. A yeah. little bit. Uh, just in. Are, are you over Star Wars? Are you over Star Wars and just studio involvement or lack thereof? Yeah. But yeah, pretty enjoyable today on this fine Easter morning. So, that being said. Enjoy episode number 81 on Stream of Thought. We hope you enjoy. I have a couple of interesting things. Do you now? So, I guess I'll just start. So, I got a new phone. What? It's another iPhone 5. Oh my god. <laughs> you. Whoa, man. This looks, um, this looks quite, uh, new. Okay. It's very rare that you see kind of, like, a good condition, old school phone. Most of them are yeah. cracked or, like... And here's the kicker, scratched. right? It's not a new phone! I just took off the screen protector! See? There you go. It looks brand new, doesn't, doesn't it? it? Yeah. I, I, was yeah, I told this. you that it would make a remarkable yeah. difference. So I took the screen to protector the screen. off, and it's just like, wow, the amount of clarity on this thing. Yeah. And it feels like a brand new phone. And then what I also did was I would always, uh, when it would ask me, like, or say, remind me, like, hey, there's a new uh, iOS you can update, and it would download it. And then it would ask me, like, if I want to install it. And I'd always, like, delete it because it's, like, 600 megabytes. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? Whatever. No. And I downloaded no. it. And I was like, wow. And, it, and my phone still functions totally normal. When I first got it, it was, like, lagging a little bit when it first downloaded. But that lasted for, like, only a few hours. And now it's, like, totally normal again. But um, I just got to say, just the realism that I observe on these emojis is just amazing i think you would like that that with the clarity <laughs> with taking the screen protector off wow i am just extremely happy just wow that has been wow. one of the things that's kind of fascinated me that i didn't make the connection until now is that you always use very basic emojis and i'm like victor there's like 10 billion emojis out there i feel like if you had access to them you would be using them all and that totally makes sense i mean the squirt gun you can actually see the plastic tube in the gun like oh, this is just so cool and you know what i'm happy now because to 2018 yeah i would see and all these little animals more animals too and i would see the waves look at the waves how realistic they look just oh, 
the detail. Ladies I, and gentlemen, this is what somebody in a coma would be like yeah. after waking up 15 years and discovering that this technology exists. And um, and then... It's like you time jumped. I, exactly. exactly <laughs> because this it. has all been slow progression over the course of the past seven years or so. And um, when I would see on um, like Instagram like a box with a question mark on it. I first thought that was an emoji. I'm like, wait, where's the box with the question mark and why is everyone using this? Oh, it just means the box with the question mark means that there's an emoji that I'm not able to see because I don't have the technology oh, to see it. Oh, so you were getting boxes with emojis. Oh my goodness. Oh, oh, so, oh, man. So text that Neil and I were sending with like weird emojis, were you getting like box with question marks in them? Not all? not all the time. I mean, I don't really pay. T- I can't recall really from text that messages, but it's um, usually just on Instagram wow. that I see when people write in their description or something like that. See, it's the simple little changes that you just have to make, the updates, the upgrades yeah. to your life, and suddenly you're like, "Oh my god, I never knew life could be but, this uh, this the, much more pleasurable." The reason perhaps. the reason that I got the. Uh, I downloaded the latest iOS is because I tried downloading an app and it was like, you mm. cannot download unless you have, you know, 10.2 or something. I had like 10.0 and I jumped to, from 10.0 to 10.3. So, wow, that was a lot. Yeah. I just what thought I heard noise? like a seagull or something yeah, outside. I know. Oh, they are. Se- what the hell is going on out there? Hey, shut the hell up. We're trying to do a podcast. Wow, flock of yeah, flock there, of there are some seagulls out there. What the hell? What? Oh, there are. Yeah, I see them now too. Zero, not a single body of water. It's like a flock too. In this area, yeah. That's wow, really annoying. Um, All right, that was anyway, weird. So, ignoring so, that. So the app that I tried downloading was Movie Pass. Have you heard of it? Oh no. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Oh no. What? I knew Go you were going to have something to say. Yeah, no, no. no. Tell no, me. No, tell no. I want to no, hear no, what no, no, you no. had to no. say. I want to hear your story of how you got to this because I only have a general understanding of, of the idea of what it is. So tell me, tell me your your journey to downloading Movie Pass which required you to update your phone and discover this whole new world. So, I was on the account Instagram account Fuck Jerry. <sighs> you and Fuck Jerry. <laughs> and uh, I've heard other people actually mention uh, Fuck Jerry before on like other big time podcasts. Dude, it's it, it dude. People know a Fuck lot Jerry. of celebrities yeah. follow Fuck Jerry. That's He's the biggest meme account. I'm, I'm gonna have to check that out. He's the biggest meme account. He has like 11 million, 12 million followers. I think like, I just heard it for the third time this week, yeah. and I'm like, wow. Okay, so this isn't just some random no, Victor. No, like, like everybody, everybody, yeah, yeah. It really anybody, does seem like anybody who's like, aware of social media yes. stuff. Is aware of is Fuck aware Jerry. Of Fuck Jerry. Yes, yes, exactly. Thank you for enlightening me. But, <laughs> and, um, right, so, yeah, so you heard about this. So thing. I saw this on the Instagram stories, which is like the – it's like Snapchat but on Instagram. Way better. Oh, I deleted my Snapchat account, by the way. We can talk about that in a minute. But um, I saw an ad for MoviePass because I hadn't, hadn't heard of it until this, you know, a couple weeks ago. And I read about it. I was like, huh, this is pretty interesting. And I didn't think anything of it. Mm-hmm. And um, I got kind of like the basic rundown of what it was. And then when I saw this ad again, I was like, you know what? I think I'll sign Give up for it. Give the basic rundown so, of what it was. Yeah. MoviePass is an app that you can have. And it's been around for a while. And just now it's like starting uh, to become like released. Widely, uh, widely it's available. like being now, it's now like being um, available to the public. Whereas before it was just like being, it was being tested. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Um, 
So Movie Pass is this app uh, that comes down to being about seven bucks a month. Right now, there's a there's a sale, quote unquote, for seven bucks a month, and I think it goes back. It'll go back to ten bucks a month, where you pay this monthly bill and you get a card, like a credit card almost, and you can go to different movie theaters in the country. Not all of them are accepting this, but most a majority of them are. Like AMC is like hell no, but pretty much all of their movie theaters are like no, yes, we are partnered with MoviePass, mm-hmm. and you can go see a movie up to one movie every day. You just yeah. swipe your card and you can go see a movie, and it's cool because you um, only pay you know seven whatever the rate is seven to ten bucks a month. What? You can see a movie every day for the month mm-hmm. for that amount. Yeah. And uh, so I downloaded the app because the app allows you to see what theaters in the area accept it, which most of them except for AMC. Does the Glenn. And um, the Glenn does, yeah. That's what I did. That's one of the things I did. I looked up to see what theaters accepted wow. it before I um, before I bought it. Yeah. Because you pay it all at once. Yeah. And they just say like, hey, it's like seven bucks a month. Yeah. But really you're paying, you know, uh, like 80 bucks, you know, all at one time. So, and I read the pros and cons. I did my research, you know, and read the pros and cons and everything, which is perfect for me because I don't what, see movies with group, big groups of people. You yeah, know what I'm saying? And yeah. I go, like, on a whim, and I'm not, like, I don't go during, like, right when the movies come out, you know, because when you have the app or the card, you can check in to the movie theater, right, to mm-hmm. reserve a ticket, but you can only check in if you're within 100 yards of the movie theater, Right. Okay. And um, when you reserve your ticket, you have to go in person and claim claim your ticket or buy your ticket within thirty minutes of reserving it. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's not like the best thing to do. Like if you're with a group of people and you're going on opening night to a movie, I mean, it's you may or may not get tickets. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it's perfect for me because I just go like – I don't even really plan to go. It's just I'll wake up when you're like, oh, maybe I'll go today and what's playing? And I'm riding solo. I'm not like – yeah, exactly. I'm not like super dead set and like I have to see this movie at this time. Um, But I – my card should be coming in the mail in the next week. So So what are the – what were the pros and cons that you had heard then? I'm curious. Uh, Those were just a few of the basic – I read only – I did – what were the what were the drawbacks that you couldn't that you couldn't buy it uh, immediately that you had to be there in person? It's uh, not a good thing if you're in big groups of people. And um, there was uh, what was the other one? One other one or two? Uh, not oh, like AMC, the biggest movie theater chain, doesn't accept it. Yeah. Um, and there was like a few other things <laughs> I can't remember. Yeah. So so in regards to the terms and conditions of just on its front, what this deal appears to be is awesome. I mean, I, I heard about this maybe three months ago, and I'm like, how in the world? And this was back when AMC was allowing them. Yeah. This was before they had their split. but And that's why it was in the news. But before that, it was like $7, AMC included. Mm-hmm. You could do anything. And basically, <laughs> because it was so small starting out is how AMC worked this deal in. But then... Basically, they started expanding, and suddenly AMC is like, oh, shit. Like, if – because, I mean, they're not – they're getting their profit cut from the company, but it's only a percentage of whatever the the total pie is. So if people are seeing, you know, 
10 movies a month or something like that, something crazy yeah. like that, then the the actual cost or the revenue that the the AMC or movie theaters are going to get is only going to be like you know a tenth of that. Yeah, there's like a certain point where it's like <laughs> advantageous, advantageous. Oh wait, not so. Like if people really utilize it and take advantage of it, because if, if the masses a movie ticket right now costs what a single movie ticket at least ten dollars minimum, fifteen yeah. bucks. You can and you can find some places in the country though where you can go to a movie theater for like two bucks. Yeah, and there's Bloomingdale Picture Show. Bloomingdale Picture Show. Yeah, but the movies there you only pay like two bucks. Yeah, so the, there's like those all over the country, and so the issue there's two issues one is obviously the sustainability of the model like how as this continues to grow and people take advantage of the deal because i mean that's absurd if a movie ticket costs ten dollars this is my seven dollars a month and this is my this is my um that's just not economic this is my approach because i did think about that and this is my approach you know what if i can get away doing this for just a year and the thing in the fucking house of cards comes clap. I don't care. Like, I'm fine with that. I just want one summer of just movies, 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 movies. Yes. Now, the second issue is that, yes, it's eventually it's going to be a house of cards that ends up coming crashing down. Now, the consequences of when that happens is, well, if the company knows that this is what's going to happen and they've more or less indicated from various, you know, business moves that this is like... They're basically just, you know, riding the wave until till it crashes and burns. But their side uh, effort, which is more important than this quick cash grab, is gathering data from its users. Because you have allowed them access to your personal information, your geolocation, as it relates to being close to movies and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So they're able to track and gather your regular habits and use that data and suddenly they're like a Cambridge Analytica where people who are using movie passes have basically agreed uh, by clicking on the terms and conditions and clicking that whatever agree mm-hmm. um, that they have all your data about your behavior and suddenly yeah. that w- that is valuable in yeah. the market today extraordinarily valuable so their their end goal is to sort of like get it as big as possible as quickly as possible, knowing that ultimately everything is just going to explode because movie theaters are not going to be able to sustain this. As soon as, like, what, 25% of the population is using this and tickets are 10 bucks, and mm-hmm. they're only paying $7 a month and going to more than one movie a month, that's just not – supply-side economics dictates that that's impossible. Like, economically, that's impossible in the long term. Yeah. Short term, sure. I mean, anything's possible in yeah. the short term. But – it is not a sustainable business model. And so what happens after that is they move on using the data that they have uh, accumulated from its users to, one, uh, be entrepreneurial and create some sort of new product based off of be- behavior patterns of the customer base that they already have. And two, selling it to outside advertising companies for bokus to money. Yeah. So that's sort of the the overall, like, the stuff that goes on behind the scenes that, you, that you're not aware of when you read, like, Oh, the pros and cons of, like, getting this is, well, the pro is that you can go to as many movies as you want. The con is that, you know, you have to be in 100 yards and 30 minutes. Like, that's not really a con. I mean, that's, that's like, terms and conditions. Or it morphs into something that it isn't right now. 
I wonder how many people... When a deal seems too good to be true, it is. I want... Hang on. I wonder how many people were talking shit about Netflix when it was, you pay eight bucks a month and you can watch as many DVDs as you want and rent as many games as you want. <coughs> yeah. And then it morphed and went from DVD and video game mailings to what it is now. Correct. But... Their 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 model of business was sustainable. They weren't they weren't in it to. When you think about the movies that were on Netflix even back then, like yeah, there might have been one or two good movies, but they were from years ago. There weren't like good new movies, and so it's not like it's not like people were going out to Blockbuster. I'm talking or about whatever. when it started out. Yeah, when it started out. I mean, it had it did it had like The Walking Dead and stuff like that, which was awesome. But I'm talking about Netflix before. It became an internet thing. Yes. So what sort of stuff did they stream prior to it? No, they didn't big... stream anything. They weren't even an internet service provider. It was just a company that would mail you. You, oh, you paid them. Yes, that's right. Like $8 Before a month. And you were allowed like one DVD. I think yes. it was like one DVD and one video game at a time like or red, one or the other at a time. for delivery or something, yes. right? You pay yeah. eight bucks a month yeah, and you watch right. a DVD and you mail it back to them and then, they mail, that? That and then was... they mail you whatever else you want. Dude, this had to have been 10, at least 10 years. I don't want to say 15. That seems maybe too, yeah, cause too this, far back. I, I remember my family. I, I remember think. watching this and thinking to myself, who the fuck wants to sit around and wait for a DVD to be mailed to them, I can go to the video store and just go get it myself. Exactly. And so... So, so my point is, yes. yes, this MoviePass thing is new. There's pros and cons to everything. And the longevity, according to my calculations, not a stable business model. What I'm trying to say is I want, I'm waiting. I want this to work so that I can say, I told you so. <laughs> no, that's fine. It's... It, I am I am ha- more than happy if the if the public and the economy says... The impossible is possible, and this works great. I I won't dispute that. I'm not an, I'm not an economist. Like I'm not saying that you know my assessment is gospel. I'm just reiterating what I'm reading on a lot of these news sources. Where where the all the other thing that you're ignoring right now is the data accumulation that you're I don't, okay. I'm okay with that. I don't I, give a I shit. Know as long are. as I can watch a cool ass movies for cheap. So even if they sell your information to Russian hackers who end up getting into your... Dude, everyone's information gets sold the second they hit <laughs> click. They they click something or... Anyone who has a bank account has information that gets sold to people. Yeah, but I think the geolocation issues are a little bit different. I see what you're saying. So, I mean, that, that sort of... It goes beyond, like, web surfing and stuff like that because that's relatively... You can't necessarily identify the, who is using the web, per se, like, it's just, individually. Yeah. It's like... You have locations where web ports are available, but as soon as you add in geolocation uh, tracking, like, suddenly it's a person. It's an actual human yes. being okay. that you can identify specifically. They go into a store, you know. They use uh, another app on their phone while they're in a location. They know all of that information is used by people much smarter than us who, like, love data and I use every single data point. It's like, well, the pattern seems to be like 70% of people after they're done with the movie go to the Starbucks across the street. Okay, well, let's let's uh, let's get a partnership with like Starbucks and see if we can like do something similar with that, like free coffee after or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I see. And expand. So, I mean, it's it's great in, in the sense of marketing and all that, but the downside is that you never know where this data is going or to what purposes it's mm-hmm. going to be used to manipulate you to give them more money. Yeah. Because, like, 
that's the ultimate goal. And when it comes to business business ethics, unless they're a longtime like trusted organization with like a trusted head at their core, mm-hmm. if they've only been around a couple of years, they don't have a reputation. Yeah, you don't know if they're going to try and scam people like a. Uh, um, uh, Martin Shkreli. Yeah. Like, it's entirely possible these people could be scam artists in the long term. Like, that's, like, we don't know. I mean, we they could be legitimate business people, but they could have nefarious purposes. And so when, yeah. when you come to, like, really good deals where it's like, whoa, like, this is insane. This yeah. is insane. Then it probably is. And there's al- there's always something going on behind the surface. There's always some, the always some like, kind of caveat behind it. But, I, you know... I, I, it could just be perceived fears. It's entirely possible. But history has shown, especially in the U.S., when you have these new startups that break uh, break industry barriers, yeah. uh, it's a hit or miss. It's 50-50 yeah. whether it comes to people are screwed or not. Yeah. Or it's a great deal, like Netflix or whatever. Yeah. Or, or data plans on cell phones. <laughs> Get grandfathered into that unlimited data plan oh, for like gosh. seven bucks a month. I don't think that ever happened with us. Very few people were smart enough to, like, get the unlimited data plan before yeah. it was not, like, before it was not possible. I know. Basically, or unaffordable. I wonder uh, when data plans came out, like, what, do you recall what the what the sizes of the data plans were? Minuscule. Very, very small. Get a family plan. Five gig family plan. <laughs> the last of the whole money. You know what I'm they saying? didn't even refer. They didn't even refer to the the amount because no, like it was just phone calls. So people didn't yeah. expect you to like, you know. I guess when the first rollover minutes. Out, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what happened. I think that started becoming an issue when uh, the first iPhone internet came out, and and you could get the internet on your phone. Because I think that was the first one. Well, before that, you could do internet on Blackberries. Yes, that's right. And you could do, like, mail and stuff like yeah. that on in certain basic functions. But I think and it was, like, five YouTube megabytes or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, as soon as YouTube became a thing, like, yeah. Yeah. Data became uh, a thousand times larger. Yeah. Um, so that was one little... Uh, <laughs> the phone slash movie pass. Yeah. Actually, I didn't even think of the movie pass. I was just thinking of the phone. But the other thing is... I went yesterday to uh, to meet up with one of my friends who I used to work with at the park district. Uh, we went to Mariano's in Naperville. Have not been in a Mariano's in about probably four years, right? Oh, so you haven't been into the one with the gas station? No, I've only used the gas station. I haven't You've been to that. have never been in there. Yeah, and the reason, I don't know if I told you that one time I got gas and I was trying to pay with cash. And I was standing there for a while because no one was there. And then I walked back and I used a credit card. I could see, like, uh, a person was in the back room and they were sleeping that one time. I was trying to pay with cash. Oh, man. And I was rooting for them. I was like, you know what? This person, they were probably up the night before maybe partying or maybe they had another job and they're just really tired. And you know what? How great is it for them that they can be in this isolated box, hide behind a corner and just sleep and... No one can bother them. You were one of I the was, few people who would give props to a person for was, doing that. Yeah. That is hilarious. I was like, good I, for you. Yeah. Good for you. Anyway, I never walked into a Mariano's. On uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturdays, they have a deal where uh, it's like $2 for craft beer. And I got to send you that picture. And, yes. Um, and I go there with one of my friends, and I see actually end up seeing one of my neighbors. <laughs> I see one of my neighbors, talk to them for a little bit. I'm with one of my friends. We see one of his friends, and we're watching uh, 
were watching the NCAA tournament, just drinking these extremely delicious beers for two dollars each. And then I'm, and then it's like, yeah, man. He's showing me around Mariano. He's like, yeah, you can buy any of the meat here, and they'll cook it for free for you if you want any meat of the meat from the uh, place over here. It's like I kind of want some sushi, so we got some got some sushi. He knew the guy that um, that was at the seafood place, so he he was like, hey, let's get some oysters. And the guy's like, yeah, I'll throw some crab and some shrimp on there for you. I'm gonna really set you guys up because he always talks to him. And so I'm sitting at Mariano's, drinking some really delicious beer. I have a dozen oysters in front of me. I've never had oysters. And then we go. He's like, hey, man, let's get some olives. So we got different olives with some blue cheese and some feta cheese. And one of his friends bought, like, a loaf of bread, a small loaf of bread that was, like, a dollar. And they sliced it up because this is near the end of the evening, you know. So the, the bread is a little bit cheaper. Keep in mind, Mariana's is a grocery store. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and I'm and I'm here. I'm drinking some beer. I'm talking to people it, in the little area they have for the bar. It's not a, it's not like a bar bar per se, but it's like a small little area that you would almost find at an airport. You know what I'm saying? Like yes. people are passing by and there's a few, a few tables and, and you know, you maybe fit 10 people at the bar. Yes. And I'm drinking some beer. We're walking around. I got some sushi. We got oysters. I'm sitting here, sushi, oysters, bread and olives and beer. And I'm at a grocery store and I'm like, I'm, and I'm looking around <laughs> and I see people shopping while passing us with a glass of wine in their hand as they're pushing the cart. And I'm thinking to myself, like, dude, this is my new hangout. Dude. This is amazing. Mariano's is a revolutionary style of grocery store that I think, I mean, how has no one thought of this before? I mean, really? Really? You... I'm, it, it's so counterintuitive. Like, why would you go to a grocery store? You can like, hang you go out to a grocery there. store to, like, get food, not to eat food. Yeah. Like, but you can do it all. Like, and that's, I mean, the idea, too, because you should never go shopping while you're hungry. Yeah. Well, there's the food right there. Go have a meal first and then yeah. go sh- Like, make And what's happy. great, too, is the uh, buffet. Oh, the, the, the buffet. It's just like. The buffet. You just get whatever you want, and they just weigh it, and that's what it is. And and they keep it's fresh too. They have their they have their butchers and bakers and stuff back there. So the stuff that comes out is pretty like good. Yeah, and I went to the sushi thing to get my little thing of sushi, and uh, and my friend Columbia, his nickname is Columbia. He's like, no man, we don't have to pay here. We can go back to the seafood place and pay for it there because we're going to get these other things. And the guy behind the sushi is like, yeah, like just you can take it and go over there. I'm like. Really? Because right, right now I just want to walk away with this and just, like, steal it and not pay for it. Like, I'm not going to, but how easy it is to just walk away. It, and well, it creates that friendly environment. Yes. It's like a... There's trust. There's trust. But but it's, not, like, I mean, they have security cameras. So yes. it's, like, obviously there are people who are, like, aware, but it's that friendly environment of, you know what, we can let our guard down. Yes. Like, we can treat this more like a restaurant, yeah. really, and it's just a... It's, it's a positive environment. And yeah. it seems like the people who have worked at most of the Marianos that I've gone to have been pretty darn friendly people. Yeah. Like who are, who seem to be happy with their, yeah. content with their jobs and like, like the work environment. Yeah. It's a beautiful, like the dining area, area it's a beautiful area. Mm-hmm. All the employees will take their breaks over the, they have trees and yeah. they have a, you know, nice little bar set up. Like you said, the airport scene, it's a beautiful thing. It's great. Yes. Uh, but I had met with, uh, Someone earlier this week, and we'd gone to the Starbucks. Mm-hmm. 
in the Mariano's uh, on Roosevelt. Okay. So when you had mentioned that, I was like, yeah. And I saw the $2 signs and I was going to send you the uh, the thing. I'm like, $2 beers. Like, we got to we gotta. Do I that. don't know if they do that all the time. I think they just, they, my friend said they extended it, at least the one in Naperville, through April. Yeah. But it's like, wow. Yeah. Craft beer. I mean, that's. I don't know if they only do that in the winter when no one's like, wants to do anything, you know, but. Um, yeah. I was like, wow, I guess this is what people do when they're 30 years of age and older, because I'm all for this right now. <laughs> I noticed that in Minnesota, and I think Iowa does this now, uh, in, as opposed their their Mariano's-type regional one is yeah. High V. I yeah, don't know you if told you, me that. You yeah. Guys, yeah. yeah, you told me you went with Brooks there. Yeah, and so they, they've done the same thing, and... They give Mariano's a run for their money. Like, they actually create a restaurant. Like, yeah. they actually have a restaurant that's wow. cordoned off from the area. And same sort of deals, same sort of, like, you can get the fresh food and all that. They actually have chefs, um, great deals. And it's like, it's a grocery store. Yeah. Like, you're going to a grocery store, and here you've got the soft music playing. You've got the, the TVs with all the sports events on. Um, great deals, you know, $2 drafts yeah. or whatever. It's like, wow. I mean... Yeah, cool. Like, I'm, cool. I am, I am totally open to that sort of change. I don't feel like there's a stigma around it or anything like that. I think that's the wise, economical, and enjoyable thing to do. It's it an is. enjoyable experience. Yeah. It's like it going is. to a restaurant. It is. And when I was there, um, we're sitting there, and I drank like two and a half beers. I was good after two. Like I feel full. Like I need to drive later. These are some pretty strong IPAs. Like I'm good. And um, the guy that we were with, the other guy. Uh, he was like, yeah, I'm going to get some more beers for us. And I'm like, oh, shit. I don't know if I want to drink any more beer, but if he's going to buy it, like, that's fine. And so he gets like a double IPA that's like, I don't know. I I think he said it had like 10% alcohol or oh something ridiculous God, yeah. like that in a full pint glass. Oh. And um, it, But you, it doesn't taste that. It tastes great, you know? But by this time, like, I... And I can drink water real easily, but the beer, like, I've already had a couple. I was kind of full from the food. I need to keep in mind, like, I'm driving later. I don't want to, like, drink this and then, like, 20 minutes later feel hammered drunk. Yeah. And – but my dilemma was, like, shit, this guy bought this round. How – so I was sipping it little by little and I drank maybe, like, 30% of it. And I kept thinking in my mind – because we were kind of settling down where everyone was getting, to leave, getting ready to leave. I'm thinking to myself, I hope this guy leaves before us. That way you don't I can guilty. just leave it here. Yeah, yeah. And I'm thinking that for a good 30 minutes. And I'm trying to slowly drink it at a pace where he doesn't notice that like, I'm just letting it sit there, you know? So a few times even, I I pull it up to my lips, pretend like I'm drinking it, but I really don't. I, I put I, it I, back I've, down. I've done that before. I've done that before. <laughs> You know, yeah. but luckily he did leave before us, and uh, I left it because then Columbia is like, "What the hell, man? What are you doing? You got to drive." And I told him like, "No, dude, like I'm just trying to drink just enough where it looks like I'm drinking like a normal person. I don't want to drink this. I don't want to drink this." Yes, and it's weird because, like, what you'd think my normal reaction would well, just say no, but it's a little different when people are generous when it comes to like buying drinks. It's it's kind of like an obligation of like if you say yes to the to the beer, yeah. like you can say no, but don't expect them to offer you a free beer in the future, yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. And if you say yes, you better expect to at least be sipping it to yeah. show that your appreciation yeah. for someone else. One thing I don't like is when you <coughs> when you know buy beers for someone and someone's like, oh, I'm good, I don't need it, 
and then they just give it to a random person. It's like, what yes. the hell? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I didn't want to give it to uh, a yes. random person. Friends, another friends, guy walked friends up. with disposable income. Yeah, another friend that we were walking up to. Because um, this guy also, uh, I mean, not that he was spending a ton of money, but he was an accountant, and he's like, 50. He's got to be like 60 years old. He's an accountant. It's tax season, so they make half their income between January and April. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And uh, it was fun, though. It was really fun to be at Mar- Mariano's, and I definitely want to be going back. But yeah, good time. It's, it, and I wonder, too, I don't know if, I don't, I wonder if other parts of the country or the world have other uh, have similar setups. When it oh, comes I'm to sure. Yeah. It, I mean, I feel like in the globalized economy that we have right now, ideas that are good that seem to catch on really quick tend to spread. Yeah. So, but man, dude, I got to tell you, those it's a game changer. Those it's a real olives, game changer. olives with some bread and the feta mm. and blue cheese, yeah. delicious. Wow. <laughs> Um, so with the, uh, the Han Solo movie coming out. Oh, I heard about that. Dude, did you know that's only six months after The Last Jedi came out? A a six month gap between Star Wars movies. I did not know that. I mean, that's like kind of mind blowing if you think about it. I thought you had to, I thought they had to have like at least three to four years between. (laughs) It's like when, cause what? It was back in 1999 or something like that, or 2001. 1999. 1998. When they did Phantom Menace. Was the Phantom Menace? Yeah. And. Uh, 96 we, is when they re released all three movies with like yes, the digitally enhanced. That's right. Stuff. And then, yeah, I think 88 or 89. Um, and then we had to wait, what, three years for the next one? Four so years it was, for the next one? Star Wars came out in. 1977. Yes. And then the second movie came out three years later, and the third movie came out another three years after that, I okay. think. You're going to get some haters from Star Wars. No, because I know my shit. Okay. 1977, May 25th, so, 1977. So May 25th, was, 1977, I believe, is the date that the, the movie first came out. And then there was a 18-year gap. Yeah. Uh, and then we had no. Then there was a fourteen-year gap. Fourteen-year gap before. Then the after re-release. the last, after the last Jedi or Return of the Jedi is when they re-released all three movies that were digitally enhanced. And then nineteen ninety-six and two or three years after that is when they did Phantom Menace. Okay, and then it was the Clone Wars were. It was in two thousand one. I, so I don't say. know what. Yeah, I don't. Recall. And then yeah, so it's it's about three years. Ago. And then we have to wait another till uh, when did the. Uh, first i don't know honestly my star wars craze has ended like i didn't so that's what i was wondering i'm not i I, like i don't i'm sure the movie that just came out a few months ago in december is really awesome i saw the force awakens i wasn't that impressed by it it feels like the magic is sort of sucked from it because there was this intense weight that after you saw it you're like wow like this is gonna have to hold me over for another three years like and so you you accept yeah. it is what it is for its good and bad qualities, and you you appreciate it in the legacy of the canon, Star Wars canon. Yeah. And it's like, you know what? This movie had its flaws. Like, The Phantom Menace had its flaws, but it was, it was in my mind, it was a memorable movie, and it's one that I wa- I've watched multiple times. Phantom Menace? Fan- Phantom, well, all the Star Wars movies oh. I've watched multiple times, but that's because sort of its priceless nature, where now they're just churn- Disney's churning out Star Wars movies. You've had... My problem with Force Awakens also, it was cool. 
don't get me wrong, it was cool, but you could totally tell in some of the dialogue. I was like, this is not... The Force Awakens or The Last Jedi? The Force Awakens. Okay, the first one. So you can totally tell in this dialogue that this was not by Lucasfilms in the regards of like... that someone else had ownership over this because there was some cheese. I can't remember what part, but I was like, really? You're going to, this is some cheesy fucking dialogue. This would never be found in a star Wars movie. Oh, like the, like the sarcastic pithy, like comments out of character for it, a, it's out of character for a sci-fi like galactic battle film. It's like you're using, um, cultural cliche. Yeah. And stuff, it was weird. And it's, but yeah, I don't, I'm just like whatever the, what's this movie that just came out called in December? Uh, The Last Jedi. Okay. Yeah. I'm not losing any sleep, not watching it. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's going to be great. I'll probably only watch it if I'm at someone's house and someone suggests that we watch it. That way I'm with people and I can talk about it, you know, but I'm not gung-ho. This is Star Wars for a new generation and I'm okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. Which is kind of a shame because I know when, uh, when the second trilogy came out starting in... 98. And the second trilogy was like, it was way different. Phantom Menace is definitely the best one because it's so different. Because you have pod racing, you have Darth Maul, Darth with, Maul, with double edge sword. The first time you saw like crazy yeah. deviations so, like, to like that was kind of cool, but by no means was it like a good movie. Like it was entertaining, but it wasn't good. It, good like a great Star Wars. It was intriguing. Yes. you were always intrigued by it, but yes. it was. But it was nothing that was like this is revolutionary. Like this yeah. is this is cha- this is touching my soul yeah. the way that some movies do. This yeah. is like, but but I'm entertained. Like I'll watch it. Like yeah, I did enjoy in the last installment of the second trilogy. You you, you see, um, Darth Vader become Darth Vader, and you really see his anger and wrath begin to unfold. It's like oh, this is cool. A lot of people hated that. A lot of people yeah. had a lot of complaints, but. You, I think we needed that after after waiting from nineteen seven. Well, when did Vader? When was Vader's first appearance? Was that in the first one? Yes, yeah. The the opening, battle. Yeah, 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 obviously. Um, but to be like waiting twenty thirty years almost yeah. thirty years to see it all come full circle, yeah. and it's like. And here we are, you know, and, and here's the transformation from this young little pod racer to yeah. <laughs> you know, the fierce, uh, the, the, emp- you know, the emperor's right hand sword, yeah. so yeah. to speak. Yeah, but we'll see. Maybe yeah. So, so the Han Solo movie, that's, I'm like, I mean, then they moved it up to, uh, Disney moved it up so that it wouldn't have to compete with Avengers Infinity War, which is coming out really? in a couple of months. And so, well, Disney's been trying to move around their whole lineup mm-hmm. to accommodate all of its movies to try and get maximum viewership. They are turning into a movie monopoly, man. Yeah, I bet. Disney is becoming a titan. Or already, already is a titan. Yeah. Well, they're not so much... Um, they're more... I've seen them more recently, like, moving away from, like, the... Uh, specializing in, like, the family-friendly kid stuff and now doing more... Uh, stuff that appeals to, you know, the the palette of those who enjoy action. Yes. Well, and I think the acquisition of Marvel a couple of years ago really changed Disney's management style when it came to movies. Because a lot of times, I mean, you're you you 
have an awareness of the movie industry and studio interference and how big of an issue that can be yeah. in presenting a final product that's good because the studio wants to include certain things that touch certain demographics and there's marketing things that are always the studio is like oh you need to include this like porgs or whatever you know like stuff needs to be included bb8 you know yeah. a cute little a cute little toy for kids to play with or you know something to talk to the hispanic demographic yeah. or or more importantly the chinese yeah. uh, market and so there's always these requirements from the studio that the director includes certain things what Disney has decided to do with Marvel is let its directors do its thing. Yeah. And to not interfere with its movies. Black Panther was not interfered with. Thor was not interfered with. Like, all these really good, solid, enjoyable, uh, unusual movies all have been allowed to do their thing and I think are better for it. And that's what's awesome because I always remember the um, – my dad – like emphasize the same thing when he was coaching he'd be like i'm hiring these coaches like i just i don't care like i'm gonna let them do their thing and you know it's not my job to like control what they do i hire them so they do a fucking job you're just making more work for yourself if you micromanage yes micromanage and and that's something too that's a valuable lesson in life i feel like micromanaging becomes a bigger issue when money becomes involved and money's in the movie industry that's really the only thing that speaks and so studios are always very aware about the bottom line and it takes a company that is self-confident in its but end budget to be like we don't need to tell them to insert these certain marketing things because regardless of whether or not it's going to be a hit we're going to be okay yeah even if we take a loss it's not going to be a huge loss and it's proven with movies like get out and you have a lot of these young younger directors who are coming up in independent studios who are making their own films without studio interference mm-hmm. they're succeeding and disney's like well you know marvel has gotten this far doing their own thing let's let the the directors do their stuff you know whatever story they want to tell they can tell it and we'll just keep hands off yeah and they are the t- <clears throat> they are the juggernaut of hollywood right now yeah no one can beat marvel and that's because they've been given the freedom to do their thing yeah but it's like it's a luxury that that Disney can afford to their their studio. Yeah, absolutely. It's like uh, it's weird because it's kind of um, cyclical. It's kind of it feeds on itself. <coughs> what was uh, the thing that you were going to bring up that you almost started talking about in the car? And you were like, "Nope, I'm saving it for the podcast." Oh yeah. Uh, so one of the things that I'm thinking about in just getting all of my crap together in preparation to move and like deciding oh. what to keep and what what to um, what to toss I have come across a lot of sort of historical knickknacks whether just personal you know things from school or things that are uh, go back in my family generations and stuff like that and uh, it's interesting because like I was saying in the car that I come from a family where like we're super frugal. We're very yeah. uh, economical in how we spend our money, but when it comes to getting rid of stuff, it's it's much easier just to like throw it out or give it away than it is to like try and re- uh, like get any sort of financial gain yeah. out of yeah, something. That, it. Because in my mind, something has everything has value to someone. There's always something valuable, and when and it's just knowing the right market because you'll see, especially in Glen Ellen, you'll go down roads and things like that. And you'll have people throwing out, like, really nice wooden, ornate 
furniture. <laughs> we just tossed a, uh, <laughs> like, this bookshelf that we just don't need that you, you could easily be sold. Whereas but. in New York, if you see that sort of shit, like, see a couch on the side of the road or a bookshelf, you're like, bed bugs probably shouldn't take it. But you yeah. see it in Glen Ellen, and you're like, this is probably just pristine stuff that doesn't fit in their house anymore. Yeah. Or that they just have been lying around and haven't been using and want to get rid of. And it's nice stuff. But it's like, for a lot of families in Glen Ellen, it's not kind of necessary right. to, to hawk and, and sail in. And it's, it takes time and effort, too, to, right. to go out on that expedition. But it is interesting, because... I'm always reluctant to, like, throw away things that I know have value to a particular segment. So have you gone through, of your stuff, have you thrown anything out, or are you still in the process of doing, like, keeping, figuring out what to keep and what to toss? I, I'm pretty much, over the years, every couple of years, I have my several boxes of papers throughout my life, uh, and... Every couple of years when I go through it, I'll get rid of, like, a third of them. Okay. Uh, as time goes on, it's like, does this really hold yeah. long-term sentimental value? Does does a 9 out of 10 on my spelling report in second grade really <laughs> constitute as historical evidence in my in my life? Like, yeah, it's kind of cool, but I don't really see that holding yeah. much value. That doesn't really mean anything to me when I'm going to be 50 years old. It's yeah. like, oh, yeah, I remember that one time when I got a 9 out of 10. Yeah. It feels good. I've gone through stuff like that, too. It's like, what am I doing with this? Why do I still have <laughs> there is There is that, like, sort of revelation. And there's years no years way for like, you to what? know that. There's no way no. for you to know that unless, like, several years go by. Yes. And you're like, yes. what was I thinking when what I decided like, exactly. to keep this? Yeah. You need, looking, looking at it with fresh eyes. Because I feel like, too, as I move on, too, it becomes harder to discern what it, what is keepable and what's not. Yeah. So, you know, as big as the pile is, normally I'm pretty good at the outset of being like, nope. Nope, nope, but but towards the end, it's like, I don't know, like, I've thrown out a lot already. I've thrown out, like, yeah. half the pile already. Uh, maybe keep this, keep that. Nah, yeah. I don't know. Wavering back and forth, but, yeah, it's it's a, it's a process. I, uh, and I, I, I am this more keeper type than yeah. not. I'm not a hoarder by it any means. It feels good to cleanse, though. It does feel good to cleanse. Yeah. I feel like order is sort of restored in the growing chaos that the moment when the, when you're in the motion of grabbing a big stack of papers and you're throwing in recycling and you're just like that the trip that you make from your broom or your basement up to knowing that you're going to drop this in recycling is just like man this feels oh really the good. accomplishment because it's it's not just the paper itself but yeah. it's the time and energy that you put into that and you know that you have just removed an unnecessary portion of clutter yeah. in your life yeah and uh, decluttering is always... That's why I always feel good when I disc defragment my computer. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. I don't know if Macs have that issue. I don't think they do. No. Not really. They fragment. No. Cool. Well, is there anything else you want to add? Um, no, man. I think that's fine. All right. Well, nice. I think we'll end it on that. Solid conversation. Solid conversation on a cool, crisp Easter morning. Indeed. Happy, yeah. happy Easter. Happy Easter. There.